0: BLOB TALK RADIO Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book. With your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria.
1: Hey everyone, it's another week of Book Journeys Radio, and every week on the show we talk to an author about their book journey, about their experience from knowing in their heart, knowing in their bones that they were meant to write a book, and then the process, which for some people can take a weekend, and for some people can take several decades, but What was that journey like from when they knew they were going to be an author until they were holding their first book in their hands? And there are always twists and turns, and it is always a a unique journey, and today's show will be no exception. Um, Today, we're going to talk to my friend, Leah Leah DeCesare. She is the author of Naked Parenting, Seven Keys to Raising Kids with Confidence. But this is not what Leah thought would be her book, first book, and this happens so often to people that they, um, that they start on one book journey, and another one kind of appears in the road. So it's going to be an exciting conversation today. Leah, thank you so much for being with us.
0: Thanks for having me, Angela.
1: Now, I'm really excited to talk to you. Let's actually start by talking about Naked Parenting, Seven Keys to Raising Kids with Confidence. Tell us what the book is about and who it's for.
0: Sure. Um, I think naked parenting really is directed at um, parents with kids of all ages because I try to take a real non-judgmental approach and um, allow readers to apply these seven keys to their own style of parenting and use it within their own household rules, values, culture. Um, nobody parents differently, and as a doula and birth educator, I've been working um, with families for about 14 years doing this. So um, being able to apply these concepts and the seven keys are are love, honesty. Communication, responsibility, na- uh, mistakes, discipline, and gratitude. So I try to use those so that parents can take these seven keys and then apply them to something that's going on with a, you know, a ten-month-old who's starting to grab at a plant, or a teenager who is, um, you know, back talking. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Leah, you, I know that you have a blog at mothercircle.net, um, so people can check that out, but. Tell us about, like, how does this book fit into your, your work? Do you work with parents in other ways?
0: Yeah, so I do some early parenting education as well, and what I started to find is that as I worked with families not only at their births and then in the first few months of their, their babies' lives, and very often they had, you know, two, sometimes more, um, one, two more kids at home, siblings at home, so it was learning to parent a toddler or a preschooler along with a new baby. Um, so as they were trying to find their parenting style and find their that transition, I was finding I was getting called back again later. At you know the baby's now 18 months old or you know three, and as the kids get older, I was getting consulted on different parenting topics. So as I was already writing that, and I have three children of my own, two teenagers and a 10-year-old, it seemed like a very natural progression from writing my parenting blog to writing a book and consolidating the information sort of in one spot.
1: I love that. There's a couple things I think you've really done right here that people can can take some lessons away from. The fact that you had a blog and you had content on a topic, and for some people, that information may be in a blog, it may be in email files, it may be in PowerPoint sitting in their desk at work. Um, but the fact that you've had content that existed and ideas that you'd already thought through mm-hmm. is great to pull into a book. But the other thing that I wanted to point out to people is the idea of the seven keys is a great way to sort of have a built-in outline for the book. So can you talk about how you got the idea for The Seven Keys and did it help you to write the book or to think through what went in it?
0: It did. And and actually, it's interesting because it's probably sort of a back-end way that I came to it. I I liked the number seven and um, started Mm. to try to find ways to make that work um, and looked at what my notes were on – what the key principles I wanted to talk about and then was able to back it into consolidating them into those seven key topics. So I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, but yeah. And then looking no, at like,
1: that's...
0: yeah. So lo- looking so at taking a these...
1: struggle with the outline and that's a really good way to kind of pull the struggle out is almost letting the book tell you what it is.
0: It was a lot, because I wrote down, like, what were the what were the kind of main ideas and main topics that I wanted to talk about. And then I was able to keep reworking those and fitting them and filing, oh, well, we, these kind of will go together. Let's pull these together instead um, and, and relook at it. And I think also sometimes putting that outline away for a little while, um, and then I pulled it out. I was stuck in an airport, and I pulled my computer back out and started looking at it. And I had a whole new perspective on it and was able to add really fresh life and thoughts into it. So that kind of helped clarify it too, sometimes that little bit of space and perspective.
1: Yeah. And so you so you got this idea that you wanted to write the book. What was the process uh, of writing it like for you? How long did it take and how much was fresh writing versus um, taking things you'd already written? What was that process? Okay.
0: Yeah, well, you're kind of going to laugh, but I, I first – I read this book um, – called how to write a book in a weekend. And I was like, yeah, all right. And I, I read the book a really quick read, And I was like, all right, I can do this. Um, and I, like I said, I had worked on the outline before. So going into this long weekend, it wasn't two days, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going into that long weekend, I had a really good, you know, pretty good flushed out outline of what the seven keys were going to be, just some notes under each topic of what I wanted to cover. And then I took my computer and my wonderful husband sent me off, um, and I went away with a bunch of frozen dinners that I didn't have to cook, and uh, my computer, that was it. So um, I started first thing Friday morning, and it was really great because I was able to focus without any distractions and just write. And that was my only task and my only job. I muted my computer so there was no dings to distract me. Love and email that. came in or a post. Yeah, completely turned all that off, and I wrote. And um, I have to say that by. Saturday lunchtime, I had my whole first draft down. Now it was not a long book. It was probably 21 to 25,000 words, so it wasn't huge. Most of that I would say probably 90 percent of it, if not more than that, was original writing from then. Um, and then some pieces I had that I had already written a blog post on. So I was able to pull most of that and then just re-edit it. Um, but I'd say about 90% was original. Um, and then that gave me Saturday lunchtime through Sunday afternoon when I left to do my first full rewrite and really to start digging in again to it.
1: So you really did write a book in a weekend.
0: Yeah, I did. I was like, I'm going to see if I can do that. And
1: now I really need to get that away and do, awesome. do the next one. <laughs> ah, now you know you can do
0: it. <laughs> I know, right? I, I couldn't do my novel that way. That's been a couple of years, but that's another story.
1: <laughs> so and, and actually, let's talk about that. We'll take a little diversion here. So you are somebody who's wanted to write a book for a long time. Forever. Um, and like Forever. And so why, do you, why do you think this book, cause so many people are struggling, they've got three or four or five manuscripts that they have started that are on their computer that they dread opening because they, you know, were in love with that book idea once and now they can't get back right. to it. Why was this the book idea that broke through? Why were you able to finish this time?
0: Yeah, so um, the, it's sort of interesting, because and there's a lot of answers to that question. So the novel is still there, and I've still been actively working on it. I just think it's a totally different sort of craft, is what I've found with this. Um, but you're actually the one that, in, in many ways, triggered the, me doing naked parenting. because And we're going to skip a little into publishing at this point. I, yeah. after we worked together, and we were my intent in working with you was working on the novel. But I learned so much from you about different aspects of of editing and publishing and writing, and you know how to identify a reader, just so many different aspects of that. It was really helpful and great. But what I subsequently, or during the time I was working with you, you were sending out an email. Um, about the Kindle singles and your your subsequent programs to um, have these author groups and support one another and, and whatnot. So when you put one of those out, I said, "Well, I would like to do this. Let me. What would my topic be that I can do that separate mm. from my novel?" So really, your email was the one that spurred me to do that. Um, so I just that's where I came up with the idea of naked parenting. I was like, "I really like that, and it does. It's not just a sensationalist title. It really does." Define what my my philosophy sort of is like back to basics, really stripped down, honest relationships with our kids, um, but that are not friendships, you know, until they're adults <laughs> or older kids. So, um, so I kind of really did define that. So I think this book came forward because I thought it would be really great to see that I can do this whole process A to Z. So I was really interested in the independent publishing and doing it like hundred percent A to Z, see the whole scale on my own and see something tangible and out there much more mm-hmm. immediately than in any traditional sort of format. I love
1: that. So from when you got the idea to when you published it, how long was that?
0: Ooh, let me see. Um, I can't even remember when you had told totally, So let's see. It was probably about a year ago that I had the idea. I would say it was around this time, and I maybe jotted some notes, like it was not much. I vividly remember being stuck in the airport in February, so I know that that's when mm-hmm. I was really working on my outline. And after that, I, I don't remember the weekend I was away. I, it was still pretty cold. Out. I think it was end of March, maybe beginning of April, that I um, had like a really good, um, had the weekend away, wrote that out. And then started editing the manuscript and, and working with um, editors and working with even beta readers to get feedback. Um, and then I published on July
1: 8th. So on July, a 8th. So bit this a, is, July 8th. So this is what I want to point out. And this is what I love. So how long have you wanted to write a book? Uh, I was five.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So that's like 20 years, because clearly you're 25 now. <laughs> Oh, you're so So sweet. So literally, oh, actually, we we know that we know you're older than 25 because you just had a birthday, so you have to be 26 by now. Yeah,
0: we're talking decades. I've wanted to do this like multiple, more than four decades. More than two decades. So this is
1: like decades, and and the moment, and this is what I think is so key, and there's so many people struggling to write their book. But I think the key moment is when you decide, I want to see this process through A to Z. So most people are focused on the next chapter, the next page, the next time they're going to sit down at their computer. And so the goal is like the next word. They're so in the writing that they don't see it as a full project with an ending. And Mm -hmm. so they don't get to the end because the goal is not the end. So you know, one of the things I, I wanted to talk to you about is did you envision the book complete before you started it? And I, I think it's a step that many people are envisioning the next page or the next chapter, but they're not really envisioning crossing the finish line. And, and we know this from like Olympic athletes. Yeah. They're visualizing the entire soccer game or the entire 50-yard dash. Like they, mm-hmm. we know the mind game is just as important as having the skills as a writer. Because you yeah, had the skills, maybe not when you were five, but you probably had right. the writing skills for, you know, at least three decades to you know, write <laughs> this book. Um, yes. But it's that critical decision: I'm doing this to get to the finish line. I'm not doing it for some exercise in writing <laughs> I'm doing this to finish it's just such a huge mind shift change that every Absolutely. author I talk to I've done I've done over a hundred of these interviews I think we're up to 120 now and the one thing that's clear with everyone is they really knew they were going to finish before they started like this one this is going to be done excited like, delivered I'm done
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think I have a couple of thoughts on that. Is One is that without a doubt, like I think I use that a lot in my life anyway, but I did know and visualize this was going to be done. Um, I think that we even talked about that with my novel, like that that's sometimes a tripping up point. And I was like, oh, I have no problem visualizing it. Like I know it's going to happen. I know I'm going to do it. Because my life had taken me in so many different directions from, um, you know, a completely different career in business in New York City to then having babies and doing what I always also wanted to do is to be a mom and to be home with them. So that was my focus for years and then was able to shift into this business of babies in, um, in, in that profession for the last 14 years uh, and that, I, I made a conscious decision, I would say probably about three or four years ago, that I wanted to prioritize my writing. And that's when I started my blog, so I guess it was three years ago. To get writing to be more a regular part of my life, and then I, it was probably around two years ago, right around when I reached out to you, that I was like, you know what? You've always wanted to write this book. You have to sit, and it, it wasn't any a book; it was a book. Uh, you know, it wasn't a specific um, one at that point, but I, I knew I had to write a book, and so I said, You're, you've got to prioritize your life and rearrange things. Like I pulled myself when my board terms ended. I came off of that board and didn't re up and. I started to reorganize my life to make writing and to make this a priority. I I wanted to Mm. be an author. And I I said, that is, I have to change it now. So, um, In some ways, it's interesting because even though I've done this book and um, I don't feel quite as accomplished as I will when the novel is in my hands, um, because I think that's always what I pictured when I said I'm going to be an author. It was definitely a fiction, a novelist. So um, as exciting as it is to see people reading this book and and hearing feedback and getting reviews and seeing my mom read it on the beach like summer reading, I was like, ah, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, it's
0: super exciting and it's so incredible and it's just, it's so great to get, um, such positive feedback from people, but even still, like I feel like that I'm still envisioning my novel, and that will be when I, I ring the bells you know and really, mm. really have made it.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about that. So uh, for a lot of people I talk about, and, and I'd love to hear this too for me, but I talk about what's the before and after of being an author? What are some things that happen to you as an author? But for you, what I want to know is, how has getting this book done? Made you feel about your next book, about your novel? Because for so many people, writing a book is like getting a tattoo. You know, or no eating <laughs> potato chips. No one seems to be able to stop at just one. <laughs> so, has it changed anything for you about your novel? I think it. Yeah, in some ways, I think it has. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because um, I have been spending, you know, really since working with you, and then a lot of independent kind of research and studying on the publication process and where I want to be on that spectrum between self 100% and traditional 100% on either end. So I think that in a lot of ways, I needed to go through this journey to really see it. and And it's really made me reflect on how I want to publish my novel. And I'm kind of back to, I think I want to shoot for a traditional route to start with, or some hybrid in the middle, perhaps but more of a mm-hmm. traditional route instead of doing it 100% self-published, independent published on my own. Um, I, I believe, though, that I already, I, mean, I already have three other outlines for naked parenting. I want to take these seven concepts and um, so to have, say naked parenting, social media, and technology, naked parenting, money, and finance. Oh. So I want to take, yeah, oh, I, I really want to brand that. it. Thanks. I have a lot of really fun ones. I have three, um, and then you have to help me decide which to do next. And the the, the third one I want to do is like giving and service, volunteering, sort of like countering that um, entitlement mentality and giving back. Mm-hmm. So I have these three outlines already that I, I want to dive into. I need a weekend away again. <laughs> I'll dive into those. So I really can see myself continuing down this road. I will continue to self-publish those books and put those out there and have this series, um, speaking engagements and, and, you know, all of it is marketing. And I know traditional self or in between, it's a uh, marketing rests on me. Um, yes. Yeah. But I still feel like in some ways with this novel, I just keep, I've, with all the research I've done, I, I'm swinging back to the side where I think I'm going to look at a traditional route first and keep this in my back pocket, but try that route first. That's where I'm at at the moment, and, and they switch.
1: And so <laughs> when, you, when you started Naked Parenting, did you know it was going to be a series?
0: Um, no, not necessarily. No, I really didn't. Mm. And then it, it that really...
1: The tattoo effect.
0: Yeah, there you go, <laughs> Right. And, it, and amazingly, it's working just how I want. Like when I take the seven keys, you know, love, honesty, responsibility, communication, and I look at them, and then I look at that with, say, social media. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this works really well. I look at it with money. Oh, my gosh, this fits really well. Um, so with any parent, and that was my whole, my whole – Structure of this is that you can take these seven keys and apply them to all sorts of different parenting issues and topics. So I'm kind of testing the theory, and I'm like, wow, it it, it holds up. <laughs>
1: yeah, it really well, works. It really are You it that well. I can totally do oh. this. What are some of the so? What are some of the other things that, for you, have come out of publishing this book? It's been out for three or four months now. Um, mm-hmm. What have you learned? How have you changed? What experiences have you had because of being an author? Oh, it's
0: it's um, well, I it, it's interesting because as I'm story, sort of shifting out of the doula world and all of things birth, I've completely shifted into a writer's publisher's world. So like the blogs I follow, I've shifted from a lot of birthy stuff to tons of writing and publishing things. I'm, um, you know, in our local association of authors and have been really involved in many, many more local authors and, and events that way. So in a lot of ways, my entire shift in focus has shifted a lot to, um, to make writing and publishing a priority as opposed to um, where it has been. Um, so, and I guess also too, like it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to just check off and say, yep, I've done it. I can do it and I can do it again, you know? <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah. Is there a, is there, how can I ask this of you? Emotionally, when I met you, there was a, I would say almost a a pain or a loss or a frustration about being here and still not having a book after having Mm. wanted that for so long. So is there like an emotional payoff for you of finally having it done? <laughs> you know what? no, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yes and no. you know,
0: no, because I still am waiting for the novel. I'm still waiting for the novel. Uh-huh. like when that novel's out, then it will. and that is to me because I think because I've been blogging in this way that I sort of the same voice and the same tone and the same sort of topics that I've been and it was hard when I started my blog to be so raw and open and vulnerable in that but it made it easier when I wrote Naked Parenting. Writing the novel and fiction and that craft of that and choosing the right exact word, all those pieces to it is awesome, and I love it, and it's so much fun, and it is monumentally... Like that novel, my novel right now, I have to cut it, is 100,000 words, and it's twisting plot themes and symbolism and and subplots and character development. There's so much more to it than there was to this. So I, I almost feel like... I, yeah, I, I don't feel like I've arrived yet. Like when I write, <laughs> when I write, get the novel done and published, that is when that um, that longing will be fulfilled. Yeah.
1: Right, I, I love. It. I think that's. Yeah. Um, I think it's fascinating because for so many of us, there's like we keep moving the goalposts. <laughs> To it's, true. Ring, right? <laughs> it's not just a book, and, it has to be a certain kind of book. <laughs> right, now it's this one, then it'll be the next goal. But yeah, I think it's interesting.
0: Well, and I'm not different. somebody who doesn't feel satisfied at certain certain things, so I mean absolutely, yeah. like, this was an accomplishment and it is very exciting and very satisfying and, um, I mean, mean, so so to to somebody somebody the the book then then I get a, a check and a list in a Oh my the a want to gosh, this want to give this out to and these other people and they, I get five names and descriptions about them. and can you please write these five books out? So I mean, it is really rewarding and exciting, or to have people say, "Gosh, it was so encouraging," or "It was really, um, you know, it really, helped me to really focused on a different thing that I've been doing and I really want to try harder in this direction or whatever it was. So there's something that's very rewarding in that. Um, It's just not in the direction that when I always thought I would be an author that that, it would be in. So Yeah.
1: So let's talk about the marketing side of things. Yeah. What have you found to be most effective uh, in getting the word out about your book? Yeah, it's interesting because like, you know, I always kind of
0: thought that there'd be a point where it sort of helps to, it just sort of takes over a little bit and I haven't gotten there. You know, it's really like I see a great um, bump when I'm doing more marketing activities and then a little bit of a trickle off when I, when I let up on that. Um, certainly, like what I've been finding is, is really good is local people who want to hear from local authors. So, I mean, in my own community, I'm in Rhode Island, the Rhode Island community has embraced this from, you know, local blogs, local news organizations, like all the local media, like publications, the the weekly and monthly um, papers and magazines. Like that's been really exciting and I've gotten a lot of good feedback and bumps um, when things have hit locally. Um, I'm finding that anything like an expo or spending five hours behind a table, so not worth it. Um, It's way too time intensive, not worth it. I, I could be way better spending my time. Um, elsewhere so but yet spending an hour talking at a library or at a church or at a parenting group everybody buys the book at the end and I've spent an hour having really fun discussions with parents and talking about different things and having them ask questions and and share stories and so that has been a much better use of time I did a blog tour so before the book hit I had lined up um, and as a parenting blogger I reached out to a lot of other mommy blogs have some good friends now because of that Um, some great relationships Mm. that we've collaborated because of reaching out and then them saying, of course, I want to support you. And um, so I I did see some some blogs were better than others, of course, in in seeing like me seeing an impact on that. I would say using Kindle, um, that was part of my strategy to start off with, to do the KDP exclusive program Um, and. I did my kind of for research. You.
1: you did some research.
0: I did. And I you went back and forth. You <laughs> didn't to ask that
1: question. I would have told <laughs> you to do KDT exclusive first. Good for you. That's what we do. I first. did. And, um, and I guess, and
0: I, I, I mean, I, I don't know that it really, see, this is interesting. I'm not sure. And I think in your programs it's useful because you've got that team of people all together supporting one another. I definitely mm. missed having that um, because, Even like, and I researched, like, do I do the Kindle countdown, which was newer, or do I do five free days, which was my, all along I was going to do five free days. I did enough reading that I switched it around and I did the Kindle countdown. And honestly, even with all my marketing, I don't think it was really that worth it. A teeny bump, but I don't think it was worth it in that sense. I think I would have tried the the five free instead, perhaps.
1: Yeah, I I, I I recommend to my authors, five free consecutively with a blog tour behind it. But yeah. but I but I want to go I want to go back to um the oh god what did I want to ask you I'm sorry I just lost my train of thought okay. with the um with oh I know what I wanted to go back to so you're you got bestseller status so you oh did yeah something, I did right? yeah. yeah yeah I did so that was, yeah so I've was
0: been bestseller a lot I mean it changes that. often. But, I, but uh-huh. I have been on the bestsellers quite a few times, and, and certainly and, – and then I tried to tweak my categories because I was like, all right, I'm always bestseller in school-age kids, and I've been bestseller in teens. So I've been trying to look around at, like, what hits more, but the school-age kids seems to hit more. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I guess I've done something right to be able to
1: hit that. No. <laughs> but, I mean, everything you're talking about is, like, spot on. I, I totally recommend for people – to publish first in digital with KDP. There's a couple reasons for that. One is you can do the countdown deal or the free offer, which helps. You can get bestseller status, which helps. Mm -hmm. You can then, before you go to print, you can even put that you're a bestseller on the cover. So you can put a little Amazon bestseller um, logo Mm -hmm. on your cover before you go to print, which is kind of fun. And you can take the time... Take that first 90 days to let the content settle a little. There's going to be a typo on page 67 you missed. Somebody's going to send you some nasty gram email, but you'll still be able to fix it before you go to print. <laughs> and, you know, maybe there's other content or ideas that develop, and to take those 90 days to almost pre-promote the book as a digital book before you go to print, I think, is one of the mm. smartest things for people to do. And so I think that was fantastic. And have you you've also, have you also printed it?
0: Yes, at I have. And so I didn't do it that way. I'll have to think about that for Naked Parenting, you know, money mm-hmm. and finance. Because um, I didn't do just digital. I did it all at the same time. So I did print and, did and you, digital at the same time. Did you create
1: space? Yep. Did you create space for, yeah. Yeah,
0: I have to say I've been, I was pleased with it. I, um, I got the matte finished cover, and it looks really great. And the, the platform was quite easy to use. Um, so, yeah, no, I've, I've been happy with it.
1: That, that is great stuff. I, I think it's amazing. Um, You know, there's so many resources out there and they can be really hard to digest. And if yes. you're somebody who is really committed like you were to really learning start to finish, even if you outsource it next time, even if you work with an agent, you really know the process intimately, intimately right now. And I think that's You know, it's great knowledge to have, then you know what you're buying. (laughs) You know what? I completely agree. It makes you a better consumer. Yeah, when you're able to have
0: have the the back end information and and glimpse into that.
1: Yeah. So we have about a minute left. And I guess before um, we stop, I I wanted to hear from you for somebody who has been struggling for decades, who has wanted to write a book, who has felt called to write a book, and they have. Cross this finish line. What is the advice you would give them if you were at a cocktail party, or you know, sitting on a flight or something, and they said, "Wow, you did it." That's that's what I want. What advice do you give people to get there?
0: Yeah, I think that I, you have to make a commitment to yourself, and and I think finding an accountability partner, like somebody who I think that kind of helps me. Like as soon as I said it, even blogging about it, that I'm writing this book. I'm somebody who does what I say I'm going to do. And so it would be really hard for me not to follow through on that. Um, that helps. And um, I think that just making yourself sit down and write, making writing, and I'm not the kind of person who writes, you know, 1500 words every morning, or even writes at the same hour every day. Um, I've never been that disciplined about it. But I'll write five hours in a day, and then maybe not write for two days. And then I'll write three hours, and then not write for a day or two. So that's sort of how my kind of schedule has been. But I think that making yourself right regularly, whatever that looks like to you, and, um, and, and going for it, like sit and do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And be well, accountable to somebody. Advice. I think
0: that does help. Be accountable to somebody else helped, helped me a lot too. And you were that first person for me.
1: Yeah. Well, Leah DeCesare is the author of Naked Parenting, Seven Keys to Raising Kids with You can find it on Amazon or visit her at MothersCircle.net. Thanks, Leah. Thanks, Angela.
0: This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.